up guys welcome back to another episode of inside the crazy ant farm holy moly we're on episode 77 this week oh man i know 77 only three away from 80 man i i, I know and then so like really 23 away from 100 yeah i cannot <laughs> wait for 100 bro seriously that is so huge i know we talked about so much and predicted so much honestly dude like for real and and I, what i love th- this week's industry is so jam-packed it industry is. news but so much of this shit we predicted a year ago. Exactly. Like, we knew this was coming. Now it's happening. That's exciting as shit, man. Hell yeah. It, it really, really is. is. <laughs> it really is. No, was that in stereo? Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like we said, I mean, we've been predicting this for a while. Disney has just been killing it this past summer just with all the blockbusters they've released. And plus, we got some Netflix to talk about, of course. What? I mean, we can't do a show without Disney or Netflix. No. And then we got Hulu, Amazon, and just a whole bunch more. So let's get started with this thing. Well, first, let me introduce your host for this week, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. What up? Oh, man. it's Like I said, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. Let's start off with the Walt Disney Company. Yes. And let's remember, it all started with a mouse. It all started with a mouse. Yes. And we're going to talk about that in a minute because that was great. Yes. Um, Disney, if you can believe it now, since the mouse, since the mouse, now has 41 41 you're not hearing that wrong 41 films that have made a billion dollars or more at the worldwide box office that's so crazy yeah aladdin is the latest and we should say not really lion king is the latest that just happened this week lion king passed over it so lion king is the latest so this year alone they've had aladdin avengers endgame captain marvel spider-man far from home and the lion king with toy story about to do it also probably by the end of this weekend exactly that's just this year yeah I mean, that's crazy. So, And here's what I'm loving, because you know, J-Lo, I'm a comic geek. Of course, of course. Nine of those 41 films are Marvel MCU films. Yeah, that shit's crazy, man. Yeah. The 23 films, if you guys aren't counting, I am. But if you're, if you're not counting, the 23 MCU films, that's right, there's been 23 of them, have made $22.5 billion dollars. <laughs> At the worldwide box so, yeah, office, yeah, each one of those has basically got a billion. dollars Yeah, they're as basically well. <laughs> averaging a billion dollars. Now that's we know so that's crazy. a little off because you know the first, the last couple have been over two billion yeah. each. But basically, about a billion dollars each. Yeah, on average, on average. And we were talking about they probably want to do really well this year with the box office since they know they might take a stock hit this upcoming year with the streaming service coming out and everything like that so it makes sense they're just trying to pump out all these movies yeah absolutely because when they're, they're gonna and if everybody's asking well what do you mean they're gonna take a hit they're gonna well they're gonna lose a shit ton of money because they're yanking all of their licensed products so yeah. they're not gonna receive that money those fees those licensing fees for those for those shows and movies that are currently airing on other places yeah um so and they're setting records it looks like that's super crazy a new all-time yearly global box office record with 7.67 billion dollars surpassing the studio's previous record at 7.61 in 2016 yeah it's always nice to break a record and the record that you're breaking is yourself yeah yeah and and, okay and if if you guys don't think this record is going to be huge i don't even think disney's going to be able to break their own record for a while because they still have 
me, what, how do you say it? Maleficent, I, I think. I believe so, yeah, yeah. Mistress of Evil. Yeah, yeah basically. Frozen 2 and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker still to come this year. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding That's me? That's so crazy. Look, we can guarantee that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is going to go over a billion dollars. Exactly. No, Frozen 2 will go over a billion dollars. Yeah. I, I mean, boom, right there. Yeah. So, oh, it's my so gosh, crazy man. the amount of content that Disney has under their belt. Like we said, with the whole studio, our studio buying out Marvel and just the impact that the superhero movies has had on society in general has been insane right and and let, let's let's think about that the the impact that marvel remember Iger took some heat when he bought marvel a lot of the shareholders weren't too happy with it the yeah. industry thought they the the, the uh stock market kind of yeah they were a little iffy about whether you should buy disney everybody kind of was worried if that was a solid move well he poured out the four billion dollars anyway that's right i said four billion dollars and what did we just say just the movies alone have made 22 and a half billion dollars <laughs> exactly that means yeah. he's made five times his purchase price back exactly. in just the movies. That's, That's not counting all the other shit that the Marvel stuff does. Yep. The, the licensing deals, the merchandise, all the money that they're dragging in on other aspects, just the movies. So who, who was right? Who was wrong? I think Iger was probably right with that purchase. Exactly, exactly. It's so crazy the amount of popularity those movies have contributed to the box office the past couple years. Absolutely. And I'm just going to say it. Uh, and and I'm sure Kevin Feige and 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 all of them will back me up on that. It all started with Superman. Yep. It is the superhero film that they all look at to try to build on when they're doing these movies. Yep. Feige admitted that the entire MCU is based on that's where we try to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about it. what an accomplishment. Seriously. I mean, whoo. And now time to jump into a little streaming wars. Oh, my goodness. I feel like Netflix is falling behind because they keep canceling all their popular shows. Seriously. Like, what Seriously. the fuck, man? Uh, Tuca and Birdie, yeah. Designated Survivor, and now 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Which is so weird. Okay, like they did the same thing with Stranger Things. Why are you going to announce, or Lucifer, I should say, why, why are you going to announce that you're picking it up for an additional season and then immediately announce after that because they did that with 13 Reasons Why. Hey, season three is coming out. They released a trailer and we're going to pick it up for season four and then we're going to cancel it. And then we're done. Well, like, why yeah, announce the I mean, cancellation? It makes no sense. I felt like Stranger Things and 13 Reasons Why were their two popular originals and now they're both ending after season four. I feel like the designated survivor is probably just a jab at Disney. Yeah, yeah. But which is crazy because it did really well for them. Yeah. Same thing with Lucifer. It yeah. did really well with them when they saved it. Yeah. So Did you see that they're, um, they're planning to add some more episodes to the I final did. season? I did. So that's good. At least yeah. you know they're going to clear that show up and end it properly, yeah, which is really good. Right. But you bring up a good point. And, and aside from all of the cancellations, it seems like everything they're not canceling, we know, is being ripped away from them by the other companies exactly. that are going to be starting their own streaming services. Exactly. So without the licensed content, yeah. all you have is your original content. Yep. And if you're canceling all of your original content, what do you have? Exactly. Well, like, Especially, they're canceling all of their TV series, it seems like. And yeah. I, I don't know if they're really just trying to shift their focus into film, but... I mean, there's only a handful of Netflix original at this point that I think are are good, to yeah, be honest with uh, you. Yeah, agreed with you, and I think, and, and we'll talk about this in a second, I think you're, the focus on film is right. They're, they're spending boatloads of money 
which they just said a couple of weeks ago they weren't going to do after Triple Frontier, yeah. but they are exactly on original films. Like, what the and, fuck? and I mean, it, it, so it just seems like a risky strategy to I me. Know. Um, and we're hoping we were talking about this off the podcast. We're hoping they don't turn into a movie pass type s company because right. I mean they're not really caring about what their subscribers are watching right now. They're just spending boatloads of money. It seems like in the wrong places. That's very movie pass esque. It is, and and they're carrying a shit ton of debt, yeah. long term debt. I mean, most studios do. Yeah. But I mean, they're just pumping out. So and and I feel like maybe they've abandoned what got them there in the first place, which was the TV streaming, yeah. to get an Oscar. Yeah. I feel like they're really going after, like, they want to be legitimized as a movie studio, they as do. a film studio. Yeah. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do. Exactly. And, I mean, while I, I think that's that, that that's good for them, not at the expense of what got you. Remember, you said it at the top of the show. The one thing Disney has never forgotten it started with a mouse, mm-hmm. and they never forget where they came from. Exactly. I feel like Netflix is maybe forgetting where they came from. Yeah, and seriously. And you can't do that. Yeah. I feel like you can't do that. And I mean, I, I really don't understand why they're doing the whole film route. I guess because they want to compete with all of Disney's catalog that they're going to have on their right. new streaming service. But they were doing so well and on the TV side of things with like Friends from College, that Spike Lee one, uh, 13 Reasons Why, Stranger Things. I mean, the list goes on and on. And honestly, we were talking about this as well. I think they should have probably taken the payout from Disney for the Marvel shows. I agree. Because right now they're just swimming in it, and I hope they come back up for a gasp of air, but I'm scared for it, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. They've spent half a billion dollars on just like four films. Yeah. Four films. That that they're getting ready to put out now. One of them, I'm I'm obviously extremely excited about. There's already Oscar buzz about it. Yeah, this one's been in the works for a long time. We talked about it last week. Uh, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Yeah. Okay. If you guys missed the trailer, oh my God, you yeah, gotta check ass. out the trailer. That right? technology, man. Yeah. He said, remember we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago that he was holding out because he wanted to make sure that the technology was up to par and that it it, it was perfect. Yeah. He didn't want to do this whole de aging aging stuff unless it was absolutely perfect. Right. Well, apparently it is. Yes. (laughs) He's satisfied with it. They released the trailer, and now it's been confirmed it will be the opening night film of the 57th uh, New York Film Festival, which is what he was holding out for. Yeah. Um, It's $160 million. This is what I was talking about. Half a billion dollars for four films. Yeah. $160 million of that is this crime drama. Mm. Yeah. It's the ninth time De Niro's worked with Scorsese. That's crazy. The first time, though, with Pacino. Really? Yeah. Didn't even know that. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, we know De Niro and Pacino have worked together prior, but yeah. But just Pacino's, like, mafioso, like, background in the film industry, felt like he probably would have worked with Scorsese since he's done all those type-esque movies. Exactly. Wow. I know, right? And they also bring back Joe Pesci and Harvey Keitel, who who have worked with Scorsese before. Um, and Bobby Cannava, uh, Cannavale, I can't even say his name, right. Anna Paquin, Ray Romano. I mean, this film is going to be stacked. I'm so excited. I, I didn't know Pacino's playing um, 
Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, that's that's insane. gonna be yeah. like. Uh, I finally, we because I mean I never saw the Jack Nicholson version of that, but finally, I mean a lot of people don't know how he was enforced with the government, but also was kind of doing some shady stuff on the side because the mob had a lot of power back in the oh, day. Oh, dude, look, and when when Hoffa couldn't get shit done, uh-huh. it's kind of what happened. Exactly. I mean, I, that's speculation, obviously, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Hoffa Hoffa was not a good guy. Yeah, and like you said man shady individual yeah the unions were mob controlled and like i, I you know you do what you're told and if not you you disappear sleeping with the fish that's right like, i mean they're gonna find him one day i swear i swear um, so i'm really excited about that film though i'm yeah. really excited about that yeah um, i mean it, honestly that's the only one i'm pretty excited about in their upcoming future i want to see red sea the one with chris evans yeah that one just dropped right yeah, yeah. that one looks pretty good it does but like i said i'm still so worried about all of this massive amount of money it is and, and just to put out there we should say the other the, the other three that we're talking about in that half a billion dollars is you guys have probably heard because we talked about on the show um red notice with um gail godot yeah and uh ryan reynolds and the rock, the rock. uh they picked that up after it was dropped um 200 million dollars for that one yeah 200 million dollars and then all the extra money that they're gonna have to pay the rock right <laughs> yeah right that's that's not including salaries yeah. that's yeah and then they've got michael bay's new one called yeah. underground which also stars ryan reynolds the budget on that one's 170 million mm. uh, for Six Underground, and Ryan Reynolds, like I said, also stars in that one and is getting a 30 million dollar payday on Our that life. one. Damn! So there's your 500 million dollars for for the four films, and like, whoo, yeah, whoo. that's intense, man. That's a hefty penny. I mean, you're getting these A-list actors, but shit, like you don't have that. You no, don't have no, that money exactly. And and here's the thing, Momoa. Yeah. They, ju- they just announced Jason Momoa set to produce and star in another one for Netflix, yeah. Sweet Girl. Yeah. Um, and he's going to portray a, a husband whose daughter is killed or is uh, – no, protecting his daughter's wife was killed. So he's yeah. vowing to bring justice. Now, here's my thing. Momoa, I love Momoa, but he's going to be pricey. Yeah. Especially what happens if these other ones – don't do well exactly you're still gonna have the money to pay out momoa because i mean that's gonna be possible lawsuits in the future honestly right because i mean and we don't know see here's the other thing we don't know back-end deals back-end points you know how does netflix work that you know because we know it's not the same as a studio exactly so how does that work um, exactly because i mean they're pretty hush hush about all that well i do i do remember reading on the red notice one that they because rock was due a percentage of back-end points and profits from the film and they worked that in apparently to what his salary is going to be based on what they think his points would have been would have been so if that's what they're doing for like all these stars Mm. mm. i mean that's a (laughs) massive kidney shot man seriously yeah it is yeah it is he's not the only one though no you want to talk about this now who who else is partnering up with netflix this one's pretty crazy yeah i mean to be honest jay-z who is one of the most richest african-americans and people ever and it's crazy because he's partnering with netflix to produce an original movie titled the harder they fall and it's going to be written and directed by jamie's samuel who yep, i yep. guess this is going to be his directorial debut yeah so that's awesome. i'm pretty excited about that but i mean jay-z is a businessman oh so. he's a total businessman. <laughs> exactly and, and, so you know he's getting paid for this one too yeah and you know and he's not 
a stupid man. No. He's a smart businessman. Exactly. And yeah, you can bet if things ain't going with Netflix, that ain't going to go well. Exactly. Um, I'm just, this is something that we're just going to have to keep an eye on because mm-hmm. this is a really risky game Netflix is playing. Yeah. And they've always been so ahead of the curve. Exactly. And so, you know, groundbreaking. Exactly. But remember, there's a reason everybody was chasing them with the streaming wars. Right. But now. I know. You know, maybe they maybe they won't be chasing you anymore. Yeah. Just, I mean, my advice, as if uh, yeah, as yeah. if Reed and Ted need my advice, right? But my advice would be, if they are listening, remember Walt. Don't go away from the reason that Bob Iger and and Ma- Michael Eisner were so successful in saving Disney and building Disney to the empire that it is now is because they never forgot what Walt said. Exactly. It started with a mouse. Don't ever leave the core value. Like Iger was very much about updating and yeah. bringing it into the future, but yeah. also understood the legacy. Right. And he doesn't forget the legacy. Exactly. And and. I, I mean, Netflix, if you guys are listening, don't forget where you came yeah, from, man. Seriously, seriously. I mean, in my opinion, it feels like they're biting off way more than they can chew. Yeah, yeah. And, and ditching what got them there. Yeah. I, it just Seriously. I, mm. Really worried about that one. Really yep. worried. Yep. Uh, now, this next one, this is really freaking cool because we all know that Martin Scorsese, he has his favorites. He does. Yeah. He like, does. Like, I mean, Robert De Niro back in the day, and now more recently, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Well, imagine both of them coming together for a Martin Scorsese film. Exactly. And coming right after The Irishman. Exactly. Which is, I mean, if that's your follow-up, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. This I'm, is exciting, right? Mm, so excited about this one. He's yeah. apparently what in early negotiations, right? Yeah. To uh, to team with both of them. Yeah. Um, and this is a book. It's based on a book, David Grant's Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. That's another crime story. Yeah. Uh, about multiple murders of members of the Osage Indian tribe. Uh, yeah. Come on. Period pieces in crime. Yeah, that's where Scorsese just excels, exactly. right? Exactly. That's his like masterpieces right there. Yeah, and apparently they've been working on this one for a while. And he said back in the day, to, to, like a couple of years ago, his dream cast would be his two favorites, yeah. De Niro and, and DiCaprio. And here you go. Here it is. Finally, man. I'm so excited about this one because I'm a huge Leo fan. So. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, my God. I can't even imagine De Niro, DiCaprio, and Scorsese. I know. <laughs> that is going to be like – I mean – I mean, that could be back-to-back Oscar nominations exactly. for Scorsese. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, I mean, uh, how do you... Whew. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top that, especially, I mean, if you got the great, the right writing team along with that. And, I mean, you probably think these two guys are going to get producing roles You would well. think so. Yeah. You would think so. Scorsese, I just really like Scorsese. We talk about this, and, of course, it plays into our upcoming web series that we're working on, yes. the Ravens Vision. But Scorsese, go listen to our teaser trailer, yeah. okay? Scorsese's old school man. He's an old school film guy. He still calls them pictures. Pictures. Okay, it's a picture. A Scorsese picture. Old school. I love him. I, I'm just huge fan, and and he's just pumping them out, and I could not be more excited for him. Hell yeah, I really man. Do. Seriously, seriously. Well, Disney Plus and Hulu to further their assert their dominance over the industry. Disney Plus will offer as an add-on to Hulu. So, I mean, like we were talking about before, a bundle package. A bundle package. So it makes sense to all the accessible potential subscribers, which means those who have already subscribed to Hulu can simply add another service 
onto their monthly bill. So, I mean, I'm guessing it's going to come out all in the same bill. So that's right. awesome. Ex- exactly. Because, like, if you have Hulu right now, you, you notice that you can add on, like, uh, HBO and, yeah. and different things. Right. And it's still just all through your Hulu. Um, and that's what Disney Plus is going to be. They're going to, they're going to, you're going to be able to just put it as an add-on to your already current Hulu subscription. And then also Disney Plus announced on the flip side of that, like say you don't have Hulu or whatever, Mm -hmm. if you sign up for Disney Plus, they're also going to offer a bundle package where you can get Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN and all that for a bundle price. They're so smart. I think, but doing this as an add-on, look, we talked about this a year and a half ago. That I mean, we called it. First of all, let me just say we called that Disney would take controlling interest of Hulu. Yeah. We knew that was coming when they when they were attempting to buy Fox. Yeah. Now that we recently the what about uh, I think last month month before we talked about on the show that they would make a deal with Comcast. They have. They did. They will take Comcast's <laughs> remaining interest. Um, within the next couple of years, they've agreed to a purchase price for that yeah. over the next couple of years. So they will own a hundred percent eventually. Exactly. We predicted all that a year ago. Exactly. We also predicted that they would do it because with the launch of Disney Plus, you're adding Hulu's already existing subscribers, exactly. 90 million something subscribers. Yep. You know, that's yeah. built in. Disney Plus now has all those subscribers where instead of starting from scratch and having to build, we just it's a brilliant move. It is. We knew it was coming and people are excited. Yeah, honestly. Look, oh my gosh, I'm excited cuz who doesn't love Hulu? If you're a fan of Marvel shows, remember the Marvel shows are, are, are all coming on to Hulu. Mm-hmm. New Marvel shows. You know, Howard the Duck and, and like all the kind of adult stuff. They've yeah. already got Runaways. They already show Cloak and Dagger yeah. on Hulu. Oh, and if you guys missed it, that crossover is finally hey, happening. Finally, okay. man. Woo-hoo. It's been a couple of seasons we've been talking about it, but finally. Yeah, so there's so much interest in Hulu right now. And exactly. they're, they're rapidly growing. Still losing money, yeah. but rapidly <laughs> growing. And I, I see that changing. I see them going yeah. profitable soon. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, this is just a brilliant move. Yeah, a brilliant move. Agreed, agreed. I mean, like you said, there's so many subscribers already subscribed to the service. They have their own standalone great original content. They do. And then yeah, like you said, just it's just gonna kick ass. Honestly, it's gonna be. I mean, I'm signing up. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I will add on Disney Plus on my Hulu subscription for sure. And and I mean because. I want Disney. Yes. Uh, and uh, okay, so let's talk about it. You kind of hinted at it at the top of the show, and we've been hinting at it throughout this whole thing. Um, it all started with a mouse. Did you guys catch the trailer oh, for Disney Plus? It was so epic, man. Just to see, like, it was like it starts off with like the cartoon, and then you see the progression of the CGI, the cartoon technology, right. the computer technology, and then it all ends with Walt saying, "Yeah, I just hope they all remember." It all started with a mouse. Exactly. It's a brilliant trailer. J Lo brought up a good point. It'll probably play in front of films. I hope so, um, man. I, to, to garner interest. Yeah. Because they're killing it at the box office yeah. right now. Uh, literally, the only eyes at the box office are seeing Disney films. Um, so it yeah. would be brilliant to put it on yeah. there. But well, yeah. I mean, like we were talking about before on a previous show that um, we ran a poll. You ran a poll on Twitter that a lot of people don't know about these upcoming streaming services. Exactly. They don't know why Friends in the office and exactly. so much stuff is coming off Netflix. Well, now you know. You're going to go see a box office movie, and then you're going to see an advertisement for Disney Plus because all these crazy, huge streaming services are coming, guys. And 
I hope Disney takes advantage of that. Yeah, considering they're dominating with 40 – four out of every ten tickets sold at the box office is, is Disney. Disney. That means all the other studios make up the other six yeah. tickets. That's That means people are seeing Disney. They should see this trailer. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it was just brilliant. starts off with the classic animation uh-huh. of Pinocchio and Cinderella and all that. Yeah. And kind of goes – you see the Avengers and Star Wars. And yeah. then, of course, it. I love the ending to it where it, it bounces back and forth like animated Lion King, live action Lion uh, yeah, King. Yeah, but that was epic. Um, and yeah, like you said, ends on the perfect note. Don't yeah. forget where we started. The mouse. Exactly. Definitely got me excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Disney Plus and is going to kick ass. It was only a freaking a minute 46 or something like that. It's a teaser trailer and it still look, it got you so pumped up. Yeah. Like, honestly. Oh my gosh. It was, okay. So they kind of stole the thing at Comic-Con, right? They, they announced the phase four. Like Disney's just been everywhere, every yeah, second, anytime. Seriously. Your feed's probably full of it. You know, kind of. Well, Amazon's like, wait a minute, hold, hold on, me. yeah, we got some shit too. So Seriously. at the TCAs, you know, uh, the announcer they stepped up and they're like, hey, forget Disney for half a second. Mm-hmm. We got some shit, too. Exactly. And boy, did they announce a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this because you're already getting established writers, established actors, and you're giving them an opportunity to make their own project. Exactly. You got John Krasinski, who got signed to a first look deal. You got Connie Britton, Forrest Widowmaker, um, Blake Lively, Ninya Yang, Bengood. Yeah, Bonagio. There we and go. she's Forrest's partner in yeah. his production company. And then Lena Waite. Yeah, like that's so crazy. You're giving all these creatives an opportunity to create because they, I mean, I'm betting that they create on their own and try to pitch it to the studios just like anyone else, but I bet they get told a lot, just stick to acting, just stick right, to like, right. doing what you do. But I'm glad Amazon is finally giving them the opportunity to show their craft. Absolutely. And looking into these deals, it's going to be a lot. You know, Obviously, they're all a little bit different. Yeah. Some include film, some include just television. Yeah. But basically, the overall, these people, uh, John Krasinski, Lena Waithe, Connie Britton, all of them, uh, they, they have deals for both to produce television and films for Amazon. Yeah. And, man, that's a talent group of people seriously i mean a seriously talented and they, guys they spent a lot of money yeah okay they spent <laughs> you know, a lot of money it. to sign these people um they also announced their entire creative team uh for the lord of the Rings series which we don't even want a billion dollars they're spending it yeah. is now confirmed a billion dollars on this lord of the Rings series yeah that's more than all of the films combined that's so crazy um who Guys, they've got a lot of Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, and Soprano people that have joined their executive producer list and creative team. That's pretty exciting. I mean, when you think about highly highly award-winning, highly skilled writer sets, you think about like Breaking Bad, Sopranos, and Game of Thrones. Right. Honestly. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, Game of Thrones, if you're going old school, Lord of the Rings yeah. type, you want that type of mythology, that type of thing. Yeah, I th- like I think medieval, yeah. yeah. Um, they also announced that it appears that at least the first half of the season the fir- uh, is going to be centered on a young Aragorn. Mm. Um, and that's what the storyline is going to be. That's cool. Um, which does, I mean, that's pretty badass. Yeah. I, I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out. Because yeah. I was wondering, where are they going with it? Yeah, what are exactly. they going to do? The how are they going to tell? Um, this is the crazy part. Maybe this is where the billion dollars comes in. They have already committed. Okay? They have made the deal. It's a sign, locked, done deal. 
five-season mm. commitment. Fuck. So no matter – what if it just comes out and it's a total bomb, nobody wants to watch it, they're going to have to pay out for five seasons even if That's they decide crazy. not to keep it. That is insane, man. I don't – wow. Whew. Yeah. We should mention, too, that the former heads of the uh, Game of Thrones, like the showrunners and stuff, they're maybe sort of kind of thinking about Amazon. Yeah. Um, because they do want to maybe work on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but we should say that that's a possibility, too. Not all good news, though. They did announce some other stuff at the yeah. TCA, right? They did. They did. I mean, what, is this the Woody Allen thing? Or? Uh, no, the cancellation. The cancellation. Well, yeah, the Woody five. Allen's probably even worse I, than the cancellations, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, we're taking it in strides, taking it in strides. <laughs> they did cancel five series, including Freshman Maya, uh, Rudolph Fred Armisen, yep. Afterlife, yep. Uh, Satire Forever, and Sophomore Critical Fave Patriot, which that's super crazy because I know those are super popular. Yeah, and Matthew Weiner, uh, you guys might know, uh, remember from uh, Mad Men, yeah. his follow-up, The Romanoffs, canceled that. Yeah. Which I was shocked by that because, yeah. I mean, it was pretty popular. Yes, yeah, um, And then the podcast-inspired horror show Lore, um, that that one got the, the yank. And then Miles Teller, who had made the move to television, yeah. they all they bust, you know, bursted out and bragged about him making his move to television. Yeah. Well, only for a season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they got to pay for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, too old to die young. Well, apparently he died young because that show, done. Done. So, yeah, I do think that's a great point, though. I think that a billion dollars on this Lord of the Rings series probably plays pretty heavily into the cancellation yeah. of some of these expensive shows. Yeah. You know, I think the Romanoffs was pretty expensive to produce. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I, I would think that that would have to play into it now i'm just gonna i say this every week and i'm just gonna say it again <laughs> jennifer Salky. i just saw a tweet by our, our friend billy ray the other day he said the most fun he's ever had in any of the stuff he's done is the last tycoon yes he misses it dearly well so do a lot of shit ton of people exactly. that was a huge show you're spending shit tons of money Bring it back. That's exactly. all I'm saying, Jennifer. Bring it back. It was hugely <laughs> popular. The old, the other guy made a huge mistake dumping it, okay? Yeah. You can fix that. You can bring exactly. it back. Call Billy Ray up. Let's get that done, okay? All right. Exactly. All right. Seriously. Now Woody Allen. <laughs> now Woody Allen. Oh, my goodness. A federal judge in New York City firmly, firmly sliced off a good portion of Woody Allen's claims against Amazon Studios. Oh. That's super crazy because, you know, he was asking for a lot. A lot of money, yeah. It really was. Uh, yeah, Amazon's partial motion to dismiss was granted, mm -hmm. and then the judge knocked off the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth cause of action Damn. Uh, from Woody Allen. Yeah. Dismissed them all, including the sole claim against Amazon Studios. So that so that's... That's basically it. Nail yeah. in the coffin type yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, if you guys remember, while the big mistake Amazon made is that they didn't have... Um, uh, uh, a deal in place for uh, misbehavior. You know, they didn't have a, right. a, a code of conduct clause. Yeah. They should have. It's Woody fucking Allen. Exactly. The rumors have been around for decades. Forever. You maybe should have had a morals yeah. or a code of conduct clause. Seriously. They did not, which is why Woody felt like he could have successfully go after them. Yeah. But the judge agreed. Apparently, Amazon may put on a pretty good case saying, look, because of all this stuff, we just don't feel we can adequately sell what we thought we could sell with his movies, yeah. put it out there in a manner of which we thought we could recoup the money. 
it's damaged what we thought we could do. The judge apparently agreed with that, which is why he axed all this stuff. Well, you know what probably happened? They probably saw how that Kevin Spacey movie did a right. while back after the Me Too movement. Right. It was just like, well, shit. We might as well just yank him from the project, disconnect that relationship in general. So, I mean, I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. I think it was a smart move by Amazon. And while it might be pretty shitty for Woody Allen... Yeah. You know, you, I don't know you, if he'll ever work again, honestly. Uh, apparently, he's already working on a new film. Whether it ever sees the light of day, I don't know. Well, I damn. Mean, <laughs> but um, you, look, you hear it once, okay. You hear it twice, you got to start to think. But over and over and over and over, I just feel like these allegations against Woody are probably true. Exactly. That's, again, just my opinion. I'm just you know speculating. Alleged. Yeah. Alleged. Let me put that out there. I don't want Woody to sue me. Right. Uh, alleged. But, you, you know, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, and I mean, it's probably a duck. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Exactly. And I think Amazon made the right move. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean... After marrying your stepdaughter, what the fuck? <laughs> Which you claim you never had the the weird affair with, but then you yeah. married her. So I mean, I'm, yeah, exactly. I it's a very weird relationship. <laughs> it's a strange individual. But okay, on to some fun stuff, funner stuff. Uh, like we said before, the showrunners are the creators of Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, David Benoff yep. and Dan Weiss. Yep. They, um, their time at HBO may soon be coming to a close, I guess. They yep, don't their contract wanna... is ending and they yeah. don't apparently want to stay yeah. with uh, HBO. That's super crazy. That's super crazy. Apparently they're in talks for an overall deal with Amazon Studios, Netflix, Disney FX. I mean... They said they wanted to do a Star Wars series. Right, and, and they're actually signed. Yeah, Disney did sign exactly. them. They're doing a trilogy for Disney. Exactly. Whether it takes place after the Skywalker stuff, in between. The, I, I don't know. Not much has been released about that, but they are doing a trilogy. And yeah. remember, Iger... Remember when they, Iger was talking about we need to slow down with Star Wars? Maybe they're kind yeah. of running its course and we need to give it a little break. Yeah. He did confirm that does not affect this trilogy. So, okay. you know, so they were they are currently on work on that. So you would think that gives them the leg up, right? Yeah. Disney gives them the leg. But remember, but they remember. also recently announced that they very much like the idea of this Lord of the Rings series. So maybe Amazon has, yeah. you know, the leg up. I feel like Netflix has no chance. Yeah, but <laughs> apparently Netflix is trying because from the reason they even popped up in the conversation, I guess, is that they offered them just an obscene amount of money. Oh, really? We should say that these guys are looking for a mega deal like J.J. J. Abrams yeah. and um, and uh, these other people that are signing. Um, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, they want $200, 500000000 million overall Damn. deal. Damn. Berlanti. They're looking for Berlanti or J.J. Abrams type, type money. People, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Amazon, we know, has that. Yeah. Netflix, you're spending a lot of money. Maybe right. you shouldn't be doing it. And we know Disney has it, but yeah. should they spend it? Yeah, exactly. Because um, they are going to take a little hit initially. Yeah. Um. So I, I, if I had to guess, I'd say Amazon. Yeah. I'm just let's put that out there. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it six months from now. We'll see if we were right. Yeah. I'm just, I, I, yeah, I for sure think it's between Amazon and Disney. Oh yeah, I don't I, think Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think Netflix has a shot. I mean, why? There's no reason. They already got. I feel like their medieval esque show going on with right. these guys not even attached. So exactly. And why not the best of both worlds? See, uh, the reason I think Amazon is because they're already signed a deal with Disney. Right. That's happening no matter what. So maybe you get the best of both worlds. You got your trilogy with Disney, and yeah, you can and sign a lucrative deal with Amazon. You know, I mean that would be pretty, uh, pretty savvy. I'm not gonna lie, it would be pretty savvy. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, speaking of Netflix, boy, they're just like the little bitch now, aren't they? Yes, Everybody's yes, taking like, shots at them. Mm. Like, I think they, they saw the chink in the armor, bro. Exactly. They've been invincible for so long, but people now are like, no. It's all I, we talked about this before I joked about it. It's all I think about is like Rocky Four with the Russian, you know, when Rocky <laughs> finally cuts Drago. Yeah. You see, he does bleed. Yeah. He is a man. You yeah. know, that's how I feel about Netflix. Everybody's going, oh, shit. We caught him. We yeah, caught him. They bleed. I feel <laughs> like that's what's happening. Yeah. So, stars, yeah. uh, COO Jeffrey Hirsch, he took a shot at Netflix, drew some blood, mm-hmm. drew some blood, um, saying that Netflix has done a phenomenal job of convincing everybody in the room and everybody on Wall Street that unless you spend $13 billion, you can't compete and you should take your ball and go home. And then he continued to say, well, that's not the case. He went on to say that shows like Power and American Gods has poised stars to become one of the four or five services viewers ultimately have in their homes, and you don't have to spend Netflix-type money to make that happen. And I'm glad someone's coming out to say this because with the ever-changing evolution in this industry. I feel like people just try to compete. Well, you can also compete by just putting out good content. You Look, don't have to spend the boatloads of money. I agree with you. I think that, that power is is has done what a couple of other people have done, and we've talked about this in the past too, Bill Abbott with Hallmark and different things. Power is one of those shows. I, th- I feel like Stars has found its niche. Yeah. Power and, and American Gods and stuff, they have found a demographic that works for them and they have built shows in this niche around that demographic Agreed. and they are killing it with it. Agreed. And they are kicking ass. Bill Abbott has done the same thing with Hallmark and, and and this works, guys. You can compete by finding what you do best and then doing it better than anyone else. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Stars does. Yeah, and I mean honestly. Power's clearly working. Yeah. The sixth and final season of Power is getting ready to, to come on. They're mm-hmm. going to split it into two parts, which now is becoming like a popular it, thing. It you know, the front half of the season takes a little break, comes back for the second half of the yeah. season. Suits is doing that. Uh, they've been doing that for years now. And um, August 25th, right around the corner. Yeah. You know, what, what 23 days? Yeah. So three weeks. Um, 10 episodes on the, on the front half. Um, and then the second half is going to be five episodes long, and yeah. that's going to be in January. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry. Well, don't, don't worry. worry. <laughs> Is power going away? No. Sort of. But no, they're no. getting the spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> You're excited about this, right? Uh, you and Little Cam are huge fans of power. Yeah, honestly. They just put the fifth season on uh, Hulu, so now we don't have to try to find a website <laughs> to watch it. So really excited about that one. Yeah, Power Confidential has been set to air on following following each of the final season's episodes. Uh, this one is going to have Mary J. Blige as the star. That's right. super crazy. Right, and uh, apparently it, somewhere it focuses on ghosts, like Power Book 2 ghost or something. Yeah. But they quickly came out and said, not that ghost. Not that ghost. It's not the ghost that's currently being portrayed by Omari Hardwick. Yeah. And, and it's not that. Yeah. So don't get excited. It's, yeah. it, it's not that. It just says that it's going to continue the journey of some of the people currently on Power, though. So you're not going to say a total goodbye to everybody right but then also introduce the new characters like the one playing by mary j blige yeah. and a whole different kind of world around the power world so yeah that's exciting I, yeah man. i'm pretty excited and she seems to have taken more of the acting route here recently i mean we know she was in mudbound that was nominated yeah. for an oscar a couple years ago i mean i haven't really seen her release any new music recently and now she's going to be in a series which i'm guessing is going to take up a lot of her time so And, you know, maybe stars will be smart and maybe, you know, she she does music for the series as well. 
turning that into a whole marketing opportunity and do it. You know, I'm just saying, Netflix has done that really well. Exactly. Bundled their original stuff and maybe stars well, can. Well, I mean, so many times before because, I mean, we've seen it on Empire. Drug game and music industry plays a lot it does. in the same area. Absolutely. So. Look, I've been a huge fan of Mary J. Blige since back in the day. Sweet Thing, one of my favorite songs ever. Um, I know, <laughs> and then now I'm showing my age. Yeah, but you are. a huge fan of Mary J. And I'm thrilled that she's getting into the acting. She's she's solid. Yeah. She's really good. I mean, she was fantastic in Mudbound. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I'm excited for her. And I yeah. think this will be a nice little niche for her. I, yeah. I'm excited to see what the character is exactly. and where that goes. And best of luck to stars. Because, yeah. like I said, I love that guy's attitude. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the right approach. Yeah. Um. There, like I said, there are a couple of people in the game still on kind of regular TV that that are getting it done yeah. and saying, "Hey, we're not dead yet." Exactly. They're, of course, they're introducing streaming services, yeah, no. and they're not dead yet. Exactly. <laughs> so, get, exactly. get, I, I'm excited. I hope that works out. Definitely, definitely. Now, this next one is really exciting mm. because fucking this man is brilliant in all things twisted and dark. Oh and my gosh! Fucking yeah. Andy Circus is in talks to tackle Sony's Venom Two sequel. Oh yes. my gosh! With freaking Carnage and Venom, that only makes sense. Yes, I like, mean, first of all. We got Tom Hardy coming back as Venom. Yes. We know Woody Harrelson is going to be Carnage. That alone should have you excited as shit. But then you know that that is going to be a lot of CGI going on. You know, because that's going to be a lot of Venom versus Carnage. Okay, so, and we know the motion capture god is Andy Serkis. If if you guys aren't familiar, it goes all the way back to Gollum. He is the master at at motion capture. They brought him in on the Avengers films. They brought him in on a shit King Kong. Mm -hmm. Shit tons to teach people how to act in motion capture. So who better to direct an epic motion capture event than the guy himself, Andy Serkis, who's a hell of an actor, by the way. Seriously. Um, so he's going to be a great director, and I think uh, we should we can throw this out there. I think it's not just talks. Tom Hardy might have confirmed it's a done deal. He posted a picture of Circus the other day. Oh shit! Yeah. So I think Tom Hardy, in his own little silent way, confirmed yeah. that that's probably happening. Oh my goodness! I'm excited as shit. I love the I loved Venom. Yeah, I did too. You know, they got it right. Let's just not even talk. I love Sam Raimi, Tobey yeah. Maguire, those guys. But let's not talk about that disaster. Yeah. yeah that, that was the ho- <laughs> Topher Grace. Three, yeah. yeah, God bless Topher Grace. It just, that sucked. Yeah. This Venom was awesome. Our, our friend Wayne Perry and yeah. Mr. Sam Medina. Yeah. Uh, guys, you know who Sam Medina is. He's yeah. the one who got killed epically by exactly. Venom biting his head off. And yeah. I mean, you know, I loved the film. Um, our guests, we love them in the sh- in the movie. Um, it's fantastic. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. We should, in fact, we should have Sam Medina back on to talk about how excited he is we about should. it. You know, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Gonna, Maybe he, be, he comes yeah. back in some way or fashion. It'd be hard to get come back after getting your head bit off. But, it would, you know. but if a man can do it, Sam Medina can do it. He yeah. can. He can find a way in. I mean, that's that's a that's a scary guy. Exactly. I wouldn't say no. I, I wouldn't say no. Exactly. If he showed up in my casting call, I'd be like, no, Sam, we got to roll. Yeah, it's, fine. It, it's his twin brother. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Who am I? I'm his twin brother. I'm his twin brother. <laughs> I'm out to get revenge for cutting help. Oh my goodness. That's yeah, so yeah. funny. That's so funny. Well, things are looking up for California, man. They got a lot of movies coming back to shoot home. They have spent home. a lot of money. Yeah, they really have. <laughs> uh, and they're talking about some tax credits. Sherlock Holmes 3 starting starring RDJ and Jude Law. They've yep. got a huge tax credit of 
$20.8 million for a shooting in California. Yeah, and guys, that's huge. When you think about it, these films cost $100 million, $100 plus million. $20.8 is a fifth of your budget exactly. back. That's in, a nice in, chunk. Yeah, that's a huge chunk of money. And remember, California suffered a little bit because you saw production flee into Atlanta and New Orleans and Vancouver yeah. and all these different places. They needed to compete. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom, L.A., and, and the California Film Commission, they finally were like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold yeah. on. And they fixed it. They, yeah. they they fixed the incentive. And so they're drawing a shit ton of films back. Yeah, seriously, um, man. Like the Little Little Shop of Horrors remake, that one's getting around $10 million back. The yep. Will Smith's King Rick. Richard is getting around seven. Now that's the one with Serena, back. right? Playing Serena's daddy. So. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Purge Man, five. Purge five. Like Janice, uh, American Pie presents. There's another American Pie coming Yo, out. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that's so goofy. So uh, I should say, not a huge fan of Jerry Brown. Yeah. And don't try, don't send message, don't try to read where you think I fall politically or don't fall politically because yeah. I said that because you're wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a fan of Jerry Brown. But he did do this right. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he <laughs> you know, he signed an extension to the film and television tax credit program for five years yes. beyond 2020, $1.6 billion in credits. Um, and like I said, a fifth, up to 25% of the budget, yeah. which is a smart move. Exactly. Um, and I mean, it, it's a good time to do that, too, because of all the controversy that's happening in, in Georgia. In Georgia. Yes, so, that's I mean, a great point. Yeah. That is a great point. Um, and uh, we've had a couple guests on say, look, don't be mistaken. Even though things shoot there and in Vancouver, they all go through LA. LA. Yeah. That might be true as to where they're coming from, but they're losing that revenue if they're not shot there. Right. These is br- this is bringing all those films back to yeah. shooting there, yeah. which is a good thing for California because, I mean, come on. The entertainment industry was born there. Exactly. It's going to die there if it ever dies, and that's where it belongs, exactly. in my opinion. That's just, you know, it's just yeah, my opinion. Seriously, seriously. Congrats, though. I'm excited about the RD. DJ Sherlock. I mean, yeah, I know. I'm finally. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's, it's been, been at least a five, six years, seven years, something been, like that. It's been a little busy. Yeah, I mean, you busy. know, he does those been, little like that iron guy thing or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what I call him. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now this next story we're we're really excited about because Man. you might see a revamp of a little. Is it worth it? Maybe as a podcast form. Maybe back as a video. Maybe both. Maybe both. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. why not? Because I mean, it'd be better audio. But anyway, um, <laughs> Regal Unlimited has Regal Cinemas has announced that they are going to do a monthly subscription plan, and this is the most aggressive offer yet. Of course, uh, Cinemark they have theirs. Yep. And um, AMC AMC right? has theirs, and just so many others. And of course, that fucking Movie Pass Movie Pass has, has theirs, which I don't think is still back up since uh, Independence Day. Yeah. No. Day. No. Yeah. I think it's dead and gone and buried. Finally, nails in the coffin. But this one is going to be epic. This one talks about what – I love this. Again, go back and listen to our old shows. We suggested this. A tiered program. Different prices for different areas of the country. And food. 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 We've always said that we thought MoviePass should partner with, like, like sports teams do, with games, with your local restaurants. We've always thought that MoviePass should have partnered with food and given yep. discounts if you bring your ticket to help support because they were unsustainable. Exactly. Um, this is going to be brilliant for, for Regal. They are going to do the tiered system. 
$18, $20, and $23. $18 in the small markets where you only have a couple of theaters. Um, uh, $20 in the mid-range markets. And then $23.50 uh, for, the, for the big markets. Yeah, now, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense. So, guys, it, it's going to be epic. That's how you sustain it. Exactly. That is how you sustain it. Exactly. And then you get additional perks. 10% off of your concessions. Uh-huh. You get free birthday popcorn. And if you're already a member of their rewards club, you still, every time you buy a ticket or you pay your monthly subscription, that goes to your rewards. Yeah, you so you're still, still getting your rewards. The points. That's so, so epic. It's, it's going to be epic. I signed up today. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited. <laughs> I'm extremely excited about this. And guys, truly unlimited. Yes. Any movie, anytime, anywhere, whenever you want. There's Hell no yeah. blackout dates. You can buy advanced tickets. You can. There's no limit. Truly unlimited. Yeah. I think like, this is going to be And like epic. the only thing is you can't get two movies that are overlapping. Overlapping, right. So you can even go see multiple movies in a day, right? Right. You just can't see one, like buy one and walk out towards the end and immediately go into yeah. another one where the times are overlapping. But that's the only – which – why would you want to do that anyway? Exactly. Makes um, no sense. But yeah, so yeah, it, I'm – Super excited yeah, I know, about this. Man. So excited. I mean, I was having a blast when we were doing it. Hell yeah. So I, I, I just I really, really am excited about this. We'll keep you updated. Hell yeah. And if you see Let you know, know how it goes. Is it worth it return? You'll know why. Exactly. You'll know why. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Now this next one, PBS is set to develop a two part documentary about the W. George W. Bush. And it's gonna be the same guy who created the Clinton documentary, Barack Goodman. And I think that Every president should have at least a little documentary, an hour-long documentary explaining themselves and what they were going through while they were in office because they get so much heat from the media. And, I mean, as we can tell nowadays, the media misconstrues things a lot. If you just read a headline, which a lot of people do, they'll just go off the headline and hate somebody for it. Right. So I think this is a good idea. Like I said, I think every president should have a documentary, even the orange bastard. But, I mean, it gives them the point of view of the sitting president that was once there. Yeah, you're not going to get an argument from me. I'm a huge political junkie. Everybody knows it. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm that guy. I yeah. watch all the debates. I read all the bills. I watch C-SPAN, goddammit. Um, yeah, I think this is brilliant because, I, I mean, and just as an example, and I hope that this is how this documentary kind of plays out, the Reagan diaries are just to to, to – hear from the person themselves their thought process of what they were doing or right. what they were going through at the time that they made these decisions or at, at the a point in their life that maybe something else was happening in exactly. their personal life while they also were the free leader of the you know exactly. the, the leader of the free world it, it's it's interesting to see that exactly and, and you know so i think a documentary is brilliant yeah. I, I and think i mean it'll movie. humanize them again because right. you know a lot of people they're expected to be perfect like we're all human we right. all make mistakes exactly things happen that sometimes are out of our control, and this is why it happened. So, yep. Yeah, yep. I'm pretty excited about this, honestly. Yeah. I'm going to give it a watch. I'm definitely going to give it a watch. So, Hell yeah. So good. Yes, definitely, definitely. James Wan. James Wan. He's coming back. Yep. Some he's, people are going to be a little upset, though. Yeah, because it's going to delay some other things. It is. Uh, yeah. It is. But, I mean, I'm pretty excited. James Wan he <laughs> is set to direct an untitled horror film for a new line that uh, – and this is the bad thing. It's going to start – before Aquaman 2. 
Yeah, it's going to yeah. start shooting this fall, and he's kind of prioritized it before getting to work on Aquaman 2. Yeah. I know a lot of people were pumped about seeing Aquaman 2 come out. Yeah. You know, they, they're they ready for it. But remember, guys, you got Wonder Woman 2 coming out. Exactly. You got You got some stuff. You got to let it breathe. Remember, Marvel's been hugely successful with, like, two-year gaps, you know? Exactly. So let, it, let, let them have the gap. Yeah, and I mean, my thing is, especially with DC, let them take their time. Yeah. Because they need to take their time. They do. We've seen what, in the past, how, what happens when... And they rush things exactly and it's just like the same with the flash film like i hope that's actually good but you know we have little faith in dc because like we said they rush things too much. agreed agreed and, and look juan is a smart guy yeah. horror is slamming right now yeah. it's a huge thing you can make them inexpensive you can make a big profit your name goes up <laughs> your star goes up Gives you more power to come back to Aquaman too. Exactly. It's, a, it's a smart move by Juan. I'm excited for him. I can't wait. I, I, and hopefully it'll be a horror that finally scares the shit out of us. Seriously. Like, can we call them horror? I know. Yeah, I mean, just, they've just know. been like thrillers. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, I want to see creepy a good films. Horror. Like, yeah, they've just been creepy. And like, Hereditary was supposed to be the scariest movie of last year or two years ago, whatever, however long it came out. But I, we hated it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't just, think it was good at all. No, no. In fact, th- my favorite part is when the girl smacks her head off on the pole. Yeah, and like, it wasn't an out of your seat jump scare moment. You're it just was like, just like what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? And then I laughed. Yeah, it was like what the fuck and laughed. Yeah. I don't think that was supposed to be the response. No, but but that was my response. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. So hopefully Juan just kills it. He's he's brilliant. Everything he's done has been great. So hopefully the horror film will do great. And, We'll see. Yep. All right. Man, I told you, jam-packed industry, right? Seriously. It's a huge week. And now, you guys know, we haven't done this in a, in a few weeks, but it's the return of the week in history. Yes. This week in history. And there's a biggie. The reason it's returning this week, 24 years ago this week, mm-hmm. 1995, Yeah. a really big event happened. Uh, there's this little guy named Michael Eisner, who was currently, at that point, the chairman and CEO of a tiny company called Walt Disney, the Walt (laughs) Disney Company. Now, 24 years ago, 1995, Michael Eisner made the decision to acquire slash buy Cap City's ABC, which Capital Cities and ABC were merged, and that was their name back then, Um, but basically ABC. Made the decision to acquire slash buy Cap City's ABC and bring it into the Disney fold. Along with that came ESPN and, and, and several different things. But there's a significant thing that happened with that purchase and that acquisition. Somebody came along with that. A little guy that was working at ABC at the time, you might recognize his name, <laughs> Robert Iger. Yeah. The current chairman and ceo of the walt disney company that's right michael eisner's decision 24 years ago this week to buy cap city's abc brought robert Iger into the fold the rest is history guys mm. eisner's term was magical Iger's term has been magical <laughs> they both remembered where it started with that mouse yes I feel really bad for the next guy who's got to try to follow eisner and Iger. But there it is, 24 yeah. years ago, 1995, this week, yeah. Iger comes to Disney in the purchase of ABC Cap Cities, and the, the rest yeah. is history. I mean, it's really a relevant thing to talk about, too, because Iger has talked about numerous times that 
probably after the streaming service has started, he's going to step down. He's stepping down, yeah. So, I mean, is there a successor that he's grooming right now? It's an excellent question. <laughs> you know, the guy that was expected to be his successor left mm. because Disney wouldn't guarantee him the spot. Yeah. He was there before Iger. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Eisner just had an interview about this, and he said, look, he was a great guy. I, he was being groomed to be the successor. I thought he would have been a great replacement, but he left before, you know, he recently, and he's not going to be the guy. So whoever it is, I don't know. I hope Iger handpicks one. I hope that he understands the vision that Iger has built yeah. and who, that has continued on Eisner's vision. And, it, I mean, it's going to be yeah. – the, the keys of the kingdom, man. It's, it's a – huge thing it is a huge huge deal you are being handed literally the single biggest thing in entertainment history yeah don't fuck it up whoever you are <laughs> yeah, seriously don't it's fuck like, it up it's like being given dad's ferrari yeah, and told exactly. you know you know your first time driver yeah <laughs> like, just be fuck. really fucking careful okay <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness well now it's time to transition into the top five segment and man ooh, with oh. all the success and views that a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood has gotten that new Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie. We decided to make it the top five Tom Hanks movies. And shit, we went back on IMDb, and there's a lot of fucking this, good ones. This was tough. I mean, I literally think I could have listed every movie he's ever done in Seriously. my top list of favorites. Yeah. Like, and then it's crazy, What? because what, he's only won the Oscars twice? Yeah, like, back to back. Yeah. I could have swore he was going to get three in a row, but then didn't. When yeah. he didn't get it for Apollo 13, I'm like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? But he should, he should have. It should yeah. have been Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13. He should have had three in a row. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's on his way again. Yeah. I think he is going to get the third one with, yeah. with this uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. We'll see. Yeah, but anyways, seriously. trying to pick five was insane. It was. It was insane. Yeah, seriously. You want to go first? All right, I'll go first. Castaway. Wilton! I mean, just like, come on, man. Right. The, the transformation he went through in that film it was, was crazy. like crazy. Forrest Gump. Of course. Jenny. Jenny. I, 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 I can't help it, man. I Forrest Gump, it, it's just, it's one of those films that if you watch it, you'll love it. Um, That Thing You Do. Mm. I loved that thing you do where yeah. he played Playtone Records, uh, you know, producer, and he brought in the young rock and roll group. If you haven't seen that, you should really check that out. Yeah. It is a really solid film. You, you know, his uh, production company, Playtone, that's where oh, really? it comes to. Yeah. That's oh, fr- awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, mm. Mm. Philadelphia. Ugh. Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Guys. Man, intense. That's his first Oscar. Yeah. Playing the AIDS victim, um, man, if you haven't seen that film, I just, I don't know. And then the soundtrack from from The Boss, yeah. J-Lo, Bruce yeah, Springsteen, Streets of Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, just brilliant. Just the whole thing all the way around brilliant. <laughs> and then my number one, it's a split. And, and, and this is Rest in Peace, Penny Marshall. My number one is a split. Big and that thing, uh, um... Uh, uh, <laughs> no, damn, you got a blank on it. I know. Oh, oh my God, what is it? Like a league of their own. A league of Whoa, their own. There man, it is. That, there. Now I'm just showing my age. Uh, yeah, yeah. Penny Marshall directed both of those. Both brilliant films yes. with Tom Hanks. Yeah. I mean, big. Who ever can forget the piano scene where they're yeah. dancing around Robert Loggia? So um, good. <laughs> just, I, th- I think there was a special relationship there with Penny Marshall and Tom Hanks. 
Um, and boom, yeah. it just it just happened. Yeah. That's my top five slash six. I feel you. I feel you. Oh man, it was it was harder for me. I got I went for some younger ones. But, sure, sure. I mean, so, we got some so that you don't have memory problems yeah, trying to remember yeah, one. So, yeah, like some animated classics. <laughs> uh, I got the Polar Express. Oh yeah. He voiced like fifteen people yeah. in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Then I got the Toy Story franchise. Well, of course. I mean, seriously, what, seriously. What's Toy Story without Woody? Exactly. Honestly, honestly. And then I've got You've Got Mail slash Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. Those yes. two. I mean, those are always neck and neck for me. Um, then I got Catch Me If You Can, hugely mm. of Van Yardy No. And that was just such a good story. It first was. first time I watched that. It was. And to, like, see him bring in Leo as, like, a um, a consultant afterwards, yeah. that's yeah. so epic. Absolutely. And then number one, I mean, Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. How do you not have Saving Private Ryan? That's what everybody's saying. How did he not have Saving Private Ryan on the list? How do you not have Road to Perdition on the list? How do you not have Apollo 13 I on know. the list? Because you can't put everything in a top five. <laughs> I mean, but that's a great top five. Yeah. That's 10 slash 11 slash 15 because you yeah. have all the Toy Stories yeah, exactly. on there. I mean, but, I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, You could literally go and put – I'd put a, just the trailer for It's a Beautiful Day on the list. Yeah. I mean, that was epic. Yeah. So, anyway, great that's top five. Such a legend. Great, and remember, booze and buddies. Yeah. I mean, come on, Peter Scolari. Sorry, buddy. So good, so, so good. Oh man, let's transition into a box office recap. Last week, I only got one wrong, and that was the fifth spot. Uh, but let's start off with number one. Uh, Lion King pulled in around seventy-six point six million last week. I predicted eighty to ninety million. Number now, two. Now that's um. Disney, right? Now. <laughs> that one little tiny company. <laughs> That's all starting with a mouse. <laughs> with, the, with the rat or whatever. <laughs> um, then we got number two, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, man, I still really want to see that one. Yep. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, makes it so mad. Uh, it got 41.1 million. I predicted 35 to 45 million. This is actually Quentin Tarantino's biggest box office weekend ever yep so yep. congratulations to qt um number three was spider-man far from home with 12.5 million i predicted 10 to 15 number four was toy story 4 with 10 and a half million i predicted 10 to 15 and number five was crawl with 4.1 i predicted yesterday but it was only a million shy right so it was neck and neck real close so it's good top five or it's a good uh five for the box office recap i mean a lot of great stuff is out right yeah i mean and if you were keeping track three out of the five disney yeah i know what you're thinking no no spider-man but yes it's still marvel it's a marvel controlled film distributed by sony it's still disney guys exactly we looked it up all they have is the distribution that's right i mean it, it marvel studios makes that movie yeah. so there you go I, i'm sorry but that makes it a disney film for me yeah um and then good for yesterday yeah. still in the top 10 exactly. might have ju- just missed the top five again but man it, it, what, legs yeah it's got legs mm-hmm. and yeah that's the question though you, you brought up good but biggest opening for qt which thrilled for yeah but does it have the legs to beat pulp fiction yeah. that's what everybody's saying does yeah. it have the legs to beat pulp fiction we'll see yeah but i i'm definitely super stoked to see it um, our buddy Spencer's like the very first thing you see, apparently. Exactly. He's like right there at the very beginning of the movie. Bam! So Spencer excited. Garrett. Hell and why yeah. shouldn't he be at the very beginning of the I movie? Mean, I mean, of course. Guys of course. Epic. He is. He is. Uh, number one, are the, the movie's coming out this week. It's only one. Hobbs and Shaw, Dwayne mm. The Rock Johnson, and Jason Statham. These are huge 
huge, phenomenal actors. I mean, Jason Statham with his martial art ability, and The Rock is just like the hot thing right now, apparently. Yeah. Like he's in everything. And guys, let's not forget the bad guy, Idris Elba. Yeah. I mean, exactly. He's a huge cat. Literally, both figuratively and literally, yeah, they will a huge guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a huge cast in every sense of the word. Exactly. Um, I don't know, though. I just I can't build myself up for this one. I know. Paul Walker is gone. The franchise should have ended with that. I don't want spinoffs. Yeah. I don't want any more of yeah. the franchise. Exactly. I just, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what type of storyline they even take with this yeah. movie. Because, I mean, I've we saw like little clippets of... Like those two on a beach, like in some Hawaiian outfit, fighting some guys. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. I, so yeah, I'm really confused on where this is going. Right, it, it looks more like an action comedy. Honestly, it does a buddy a buddy film, if yeah. you will. Um, I, I still though, I'm gonna put this out. There. I still think the only reason this Hobbs and Shaw spinoff happened is because, as you guys know, there was a little altercation and The Rock and Vin Diesel not getting along lately. Right, and I really feel like the studio saw an opportunity to be like, well, we can just keep this franchise going with exactly. two different spinoffs yeah. now. And that's why that happened because they, yeah. they wouldn't be in a movie together. Yeah. So I, it's crazy that it came to that. It is like, crazy that it – but but it should have just died. Yeah. I thought the last Fast and Furious with Paul Walker yeah. was a good send-off. It was. He drove off into the sunset. It all kind of just like it should have ended there, in yeah. my opinion. I, I'm sure this one will make a shit ton of money. They yeah. all seem to make a shit ton exactly. of money. Exactly. I mean, eight, but, 8 was a weekend box office record. It set one, yeah. but of course it's not there I anymore. I mean, what, what doesn't hit with The Rock lately, like yeah. you said. So I'm sure this one will make money. That doesn't necessarily mean they should have made it. Agreed. But – I'm, you know, this is a business, yeah. and business makes money, exactly. and studios will pump them out if they make money. Exactly. So I just felt like out of respect they wouldn't have, but you know. You would think. It is right? what it is. Like it you is. said, Hollywood is fed by money. <laughs> it's fed by money. Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, yeah. it's a capitalistic business, it and is. you're in it to make money, and, and but sometimes yeah. maybe you could make it another way. I agree. Put Statham and Idris Elba in Rock in another movie. It exactly. doesn't have to be a fast film spin-off exactly agreed agreed well movies that are still out that you can still go see once upon a time in hollywood you still got the lion king you still got spider-man far from home toy story 4 aladdin still out yesterday crawl stuber like it's a lot of disney it's a lot of disney (laughs) even stuber is a fox film which is now disney which is now disney it's so freaking insane it's crazy man go see yesterday i can't stress that enough go see yesterday hell yeah Uh, toy story 4 let's get that over a billion dollars come on it's like 80 away it's almost there yeah 80 million away come on guys let's get that over a billion um and go see spence go see our buddy spencer garrett in once upon a time in hollywood uh you know, yeah, come on. Definitely, definitely. Well, number one this week, I think, will be Hobbs and Shaw. I don't think it's breaking uh, $100 million, though. I think it's going to be in the 65 to $70 million range. Number two, I think, will be Lion King with around 35 to $40 million. Number three, I think, will be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with around 20 to $25 million. Number four, I think it'll be Toy Story 4 with around 5 to 10 million. Number five, I think it'll be Spider-Man with around 5 to 10 million. Interesting. So you do think Hobbs and Shaw will knock off the Lion King? I do. I do. Just because, I mean, it's the third week. Yeah. Do you think if Lion King hadn't passed a billion dollars this weekend, maybe it would have held on one more weekend? Maybe. I think now that people heard that it crossed a billion dollar mark, maybe they, you know. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, the 
top or the first two weekends because i mean the nostalgia all those the huge crowd that wanted to go packed house they were going the first weekend and then the people who didn't want to go to the packed house came the second weekend yeah so yeah i mean it is what it is but like like we said disney has owned the year yeah. honestly not yeah, just it's total summer. flop i mean a billion dollars you know you know you know, you know. <laughs> But now it is time to transition into the IMDb Pro Top Trenders. Oh, man, we are in love with this app, IMDb Pro. Make sure to get it for yourself if you are an up-and-coming creator, especially in the film and entertainment industry. You can grow your connections list. You can make so many contacts. It's kind of like LinkedIn, but you can track people. You can find their emails. You can find their phone numbers. And you can keep track of the upcoming movies that are in pre, post, or in development. And also a TV series as well. I mean, yeah. so many popular things coming out in the the visual side of the entertainment business, and you can find it all on this app. You absolutely can. There's a reason why they call IMDb the the industry bible. Yeah, it is the go to book if you if you are in the entertainment industry. Oh, you should yeah. definitely. And the app makes it about as easy as you can get yeah, to, to to access it. And so. I mean, there's casting notices on there. Everything, everything. everything. You should be getting IMDb Pro if you definitely. don't have it. Definitely. Oh, man, the number one trending movie. It's still there. Lion King, still there. I'm so excited to go see this one. Haven't yet, but only hearing great things. Only hearing great Favreau. things. Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> top trending TV show. It's still Stranger Things. That one's holding on there for a while. Um, I would be surprised if it's still there next week, but we shall see. And yeah, Can I make a prediction? Do you it. know what I think is going to bump it next what? week? Well, first, I think I Once Upon a Time is going to bump uh lion king yeah and i think for the show i think the top 10 uh, the boys the boys the, the, I, the amazon, amazon. Mm-hmm. i think i think that's gonna bump stranger yeah. things if you guys haven't checked that out yet check yeah. that shit out Seriously. oh I my think gosh it's three this week so, yeah. so i mean yeah. it's rising yeah it's and getting I mean, a lot of interest in the feeds this yeah. week so i that's my prediction yeah you got your box office i'm I just mean, gonna throw out there i mean of course of course <laughs> i mean i could see it we watched the premiere of the pilot and it was badass well that one scene bro yeah. just like whoa yeah that and i mean just... it's a completely different take of superheroes yeah honestly like yeah Eric Kripke and Seth Rogen, guys. Yeah. They're the masterminds behind this show. Oh, that yeah. should tell you everything you need to know. Exactly. It's brilliant, man. Exactly. And it just shows there's many more comic book adaptations out there besides Marvel and DC. Right. <laughs> and the number one trending J-Lo star. J-Lo getting choked up about it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Said, you know, you know, you're of Seth Rogen. But uh, the, the number one trending star because of the passing of his this week. Yeah. Uh, Rutger Hurt? Uh, Hauer. Hauer. Yep. He was in uh, Blade Runner, right? Yep. The original Blade Runner. Yep. So, I mean, awful loss, especially to the creative side of the entertainment industry. But our thoughts and prayers go out to his family, and he was just an artist. Yeah, I mean, and our feeds blew up. I mean, we, we know a lot of people uh, that knew him, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a lot of our guests on our show have worked with him in the past. So, of course, we, we saw all the condolences and everything. Yeah, I mean, this guy was huge Yeah, uh, for a long time in the industry, and, you know, it's a big loss. but It really is. It really is. But we shall continue on his legacy, all the young up-and-comers with new creative ideas honestly honestly well let's transition into the music side of the industry with the billboard chart toppers there's some records being broken this week finally been predicting that shit the past couple weeks but we'll talk about it here in a second (laughs) the top 
Billboard chart top whatever. Vinyl album sales goes to Anima Thom Yoke. I've never even heard of no, these people. No, I, no I, idea. So I don't know. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just had a Joe Biden moment because the whole time during the debate the other night, he did exactly what you were just doing. He was laying it out. He's making a point, and then he said, "Just whatever." Just whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And then he would say something that didn't make any sense. Exactly. And I'm just like, did you just go all Joe Biden on I, me? That I, was very good. I just had a yeah. No, it was, I just had a Biden. A, a Biden moment. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the top digital album sales goes to The Lost Tapes 2 by mm. Nas. It's crazy mm. he's still sticking around because he's been around since, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So he's still putting out new content. That's awesome. The top uh, hard album sales is still Ed Sheeran's collaborative six, number six collaboration album. Huge fan it's of this. It's a great... It's a great album. It really is. It really is. Remember it, the name. My favorite track. Yeah, honestly, with 50 Cent and Eminem. That's insane how you just pull both of those together. I, right? Like, right? And it's a brilliant song. It is. It's like a great song. M, and, uh, yeah. M was probably like, 50, listen, I did a few songs with Ed. They're really popular. He's a really cool guy. Just come on. Just come yeah, on. Yeah. I feel it, honestly, I feel like Remember the Name could fit right into the Power soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I swear. I mean, like, sure. like the whole message behind Remember the Name just fits the tone of that show perfectly. Yeah, honestly. Honestly. Come on, 50. Make it happen, buddy. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> the top radio song is still Khaled's Talk. Oh, man. I mean, that one's been around for a while. Got to see if that one's about to break any records because I don't know how long a radio song has been on the charts for the consecutive weeks. Right? But, I mean, he's just rocking and rolling. He's a young up-and-comer. He's like 22, 23, so good for him. Uh, our of the week is Billie Eilish. She is always somewhere on our charts, and she's 17, another young artist just killing it killing in the music industry right now. Uh, Billboard Top 200 Albums is still number six collaborations with Ed Sheeran. Like, I'm really happy for that because, like we said, it's just such a great album. Now, the top streaming songs, the top digital song sales... And record-breaking at 15 weeks on the top Hot 100 is Little Nas X, Old Town Road, 15 weeks at number one, like I said. Just congratulations to him. A lot has happened over this past 15 weeks, so many remakes, and that's what I think. That's why I think it's still at number one, because there's so many remakes going on about yeah. with the song, and people are still streaming the original song. So congratulations. You got it. You beat Kiki, and you beat... Other people too. So, <laughs> congratulations, man. I mean, you're such a young artist and you deserve it. Yeah, honestly. man. It's good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 77 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We just enjoy coming back each week, talking some industry news with you. I mean, so much shit changes every week. So, I mean, if we miss a week, we're missing a lot. A shit. lot. A lot. We should say, too, you can shortly expect the return of guests. Yes. Our celebrity guests. If you guys don't know, the industry works in weird ways, but pretty much from the 4th of July on for like a month and a half, two months, everybody's like on vacation. Yeah, basically. We're done. We're taking a little hiatus breaks and stuff. Don't worry. Yep. No fears. We'll be back. We'll be back with some guests. We got <laughs> oh, some yeah. decent ones. That, 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 you, you'll be excited. Don't worry. The trend will continue. Yes. But if you know the industry, you know why we, there's been that little gap. So yeah, exactly. Just putting that out there for you. Exactly. Boom, boom. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media, Crazy Ant Media on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Head over to our YouTube channel. We're putting content up there every single day. Make sure to check out the teaser trailer of the Ravens Vision. Make sure to follow us on Reddit as well. 
at Crazy Ant Media. Make sure to follow us both personally because we got some opinions on some shit. Uh, myself at JLo Fantastic and at Crazy Ant Guy 1978. And I have so many opinions. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shit gets crazy. I mean, even the other day we debated on who would win in a fight, Superman or Shazam. So, we did. Yeah, we did. I mean, you know, you know. Yeah. I just want to say in the poll, Superman won. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, man. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartMedia, or iHeartRadio, and so many others, Podbean, all that other good shit. Make sure to go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can pick up or go to our other websites, which is our Visual Society page, which is our photography pen prints that we put up there every week and those are looking really really good you can get a picture a picture print for as low as two dollars yes yeah so that is really exciting and make sure to go over to our merchandise website which is shirts hats bags sweatshirts jackets so many other things on our spread shirt page and that stuff is just rocking and rolling too. I can't wait to get some stuff for ourselves, honestly. Like seriously, see, I want, I, I want to sport the new uh, logo for the uh, podcast. Yes. I think it's badass. And listen, if I'm not mistaken, you guys know we got hacked a while back. We had to start over on social media, yeah. which was not cool, no. hacker bastards. But, uh, but we're building. We're getting it back up there where we were. We're building it pretty quickly. And I think what five? We're closing in on 500 Almost on Twitter, to right? 500 on Twitter. Uh, yeah. and we're so, like at 460 something on Instagram yeah. too. Okay, so how about this? How about the 500th follower on Twitter? We'll send you an Inside the Crazy Ant Farm T-shirt. Definitely. Why not? Let let come on, guys. Get us back to 500 yes. so we can so we can slam this thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's watch the progress over the next week or so. If you're the 500th follower. We'll work it out. We'll send you a T-shirt. Exactly. We'll send exactly. you a T-shirt. So my let's pers- make that happen. My personal goal is for this person to be our 500 follower. That would be fucking epic. It would be Oprah. Oprah! <laughs>